I gotta see a photo of this for this new Ferengi. Oh, don't spoil it for yourself. I'm I'm gonna spoil it. His name is Sneed. Sneed is like the perfect Ferengi name. To me, there's there's an old Simpsons joke. Um, They go when they. This is we're already off topic. (gasps) Um, But the Simpsons Homer gets a farm. And they go to like the feed station, and it's called Sneed's Seed and Feed. And underneath it says <laughs> right. formerly Chuck's. Um, and it's one of the dirtiest jokes in The Simpsons because if it was formerly Chuck's, because it's Sneed's Seed and Feed, then it would be Chuck's Sucks and Fucks. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I only know about this joke because I saw a Joe Biden deep fake of him explaining that joke. <laughs> <laughs> So you're already fitting in perfect here, Gary. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, This Frankie looks incredible. Yes. Right? Incredible. The head tattoos are sick. Perfectly perfectly updated for modern Trek, but still maintaining everything that is that was amazing about. He's even got a good Ferengi voice. Bro. Even his Ferengi voice is good. And um Yeah. I can't uh, get over the head tats though. The head tats are. I love that that addition to Ferengi culture. (laughs) There's like guys with head tats. Like that's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Well, folks, uh, welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. I'm Mark. And uh, introducing our guest for this week, Gary. Hey, Gary. Yay, it's me, Gary. Welcome uh, welcome to me. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited. <laughs> welcome to us. I love that. Yes. Uh, Darius welcome will not be us. joining us this week. Uh, he's, he's on sabbatical. Permanently replaced. He's been permanently replaced. Permanently, we're letting you know right now. Actually, sorry to (laughs) jump this on you, but you're going to be on the show forever now. Darius has been. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Now, Darius will still be doing the mastering of the episodes. Yes, Uh, he will still be doing all the works. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact: Gary's actually seen more DS9 than Darius. Hell yeah! (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, this is put it on my resume. Darius episode. You have Darius so many is, Star Trek shows on your resume. You, what do you mean? Why are they there? Oh, I just watched all of them. <laughs> yeah, what's relevant. on your Star Trek resume, Gary? How, what's what's the list? I have seen um, most of the original series. I've seen all of TNG, all of DS9, all of Voyager, all of Lower Decks. Um, uh, the only sh- I've seen uh, all of Picard so far, except for like the last two episodes of Picard that I. Uh, watched a recap video on because I never finished it before season three and I really wanted to watch it. Um, so I've seen most of that. Uh, I just haven't seen Enterprise or um, um, what am I? Disco? Oh, Discovery. I, yeah, yeah. Dis- Disco. I have not started. You've seen more original series than me. I've Same only seen like, <laughs> four, it was only like four episodes. Same Z. Five episodes. Was, yeah, I'm like true it, camp it's, classics in there though. Yeah, it's most I, I've realized it's mostly like what if Kirk met an alien and she was sexy? Yeah. Love like, that. That's like Big fan of, of that. <laughs> yeah. We used to have a society. <laughs> now it's all complicated and there are all these mm. you know, the woke mind virus. Yeah. Trek used to be about what if there was a sexy alien and she yeah. kissed me. 
Um, I, reading so much, like doing this podcast and reading so much of the behind the scenes stuff, it is pretty stunning how often an episode's idea starts with Gene saying something along the lines of, what if there was a sexy alien? And amazing. the writer's room just like, fuck, how do we make this? Let's make her, <laughs> this time, let's make her green. Her green. <laughs> it's like, and green lady. It, it always ended up stopping with, what should we do with the Frangies? Huge dicks. I think they have <laughs> massive penises. And the this. group, do you know about this? No. God, this isn't a joke. Thank Gene God. Roddenberry originally. Thank God we get to talk about the giant Ferengi dicks this week. <laughs> we have to talk about it always. I have to inform everyone. Gene Roddenberry originally wanted Ferengis to have just huge dongs. That was. Oh the my bit. God. And somebody, thank God, was like, dude, no. We, they can't have huge. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so they they made their ears big. And okay, organs, and then obviously. put their genitals right. in their ears. So. Incredible. <laughs> I um I, I follow a lot of random Trek people on Twitter, and I I um no disrespect, but I um this seeing this new Ferengi in the episode of Picard that just came out um awakened something in this guy, and he's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not afraid to say it anymore. I think Ferengi are sexy. Yeah. So like I, I'm scrolling through my feed and finding like Ferengi fan cams, oh. and I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna yuck your yum, buddy, but. But I, I really don't see like sexy fan cams of Frankie. Gary, you just said Frankie fan cams. I, please share that with us. I will. Please share that yeah. with us. That's Umox, Umox is real, okay? Yeah, Umox I'm like, oh my God. a new type of guy has dropped. Somebody who's <laughs> yeah, just really exactly. into Ferengi. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? I'm really into Ferengis. Yeah. Um, I, I usually like to ask our guests how they got introduced to Star Trek uh, because everyone always has like a semi-unique story and how they started watching it and and um, why they like it so much. So, Gary, how, how did you stumble upon this insane show? Uh, so I, um, I, I grew up in sort of like a original series family. Like mm-hmm. my, my parents and my grandparents uh, were really into, into Trek. Um, I had like a little... Um, like shuttlecraft Christmas ornament that uh, made sound on like on our Christmas tree. And I was just like, that's neat. Um, And it wasn't until um, like a little over a year and a half ago that um, my partner and I started dating um, when we were getting to know each other. uh, uh, Their names live. They were like, Oh, I'm really into star Trek. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've really wanted to like dive into like the other shows. I've only seen the original series. Where should I start? And then like, they immediately give me like a spreadsheet of like, all right, this is the order you need to go in. This is what you need to know <laughs> for this show. Yeah. And it, it was really nice because like, um, there's been many times where they've tried to like get their friends into star Trek and stuff like that. And they're just be like, eh, I don't know. It's not really my thing. But once I like got like fully invested in it, it was super into it. They were like, Oh my God, really? You like it? Yes. Yeah. So it now we're like, just like you didn't pity watch it. It was a first yeah, time no, someone no. was like genuinely really into it. So yes, now, no, totally. Now for the controversial question, who's your favorite captain? Oh. Oh. Um you know, it's it's really difficult. Um uh, uh, for me it's between it Picard, Janeway, and Cisco. I think objectively Janeway is probably a pretty bad captain, but I like her a lot. <laughs> you know? Uh, captain Badass, as we call her on this podcast. <laughs> She's action hero captain. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like um, Captain, it seems like there's some like really bad shit going on, and she's like, let's go follow it. Like, you know that like you're stuck out here, right? Like, you don't got any you, you can't really call for backup, but you know, we love her. 
So, you know, it, it's hard It's hard to beat Picard for me and Cisco. They're, they're just sure. so great. I like just, that every captain has their own pluses, like their, their own advantages. Like Cisco's the, the war captain. You want him in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Picard's the guy you send in when you need to talk somebody down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Janeway's the one for when you know, you're getting boarded. She's the wild yeah. card. She's the wild card. We've all we've all seen the Tuvix episode. Right. We know what she's capable of. Rip them in half. Yeah. <laughs> the crew was very different after the Tuvix. Yes. yes. <laughs> Everybody's always like checking the transporter. Like, are you sure this is going to work properly? Because I'm not getting yeah. Tuvix. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting Tuvix. Yeah. That was the episode that started multiple mirror universes. <laughs> right. Um, I also, you know, you. To what you said, this is the first time this popped into my head, but you're like, why does Janeway always take these detours? But it's it's also true that because of all the detours that they took, they got home faster because, you know, That's they were true. always like meeting people. It, it's it's almost like, um, I don't know if the writers intended it this way, but it's almost a, a statement of Starfleet's philosophy of exploration and meeting new people actually benefits everybody or especially the federation starfleet because yes you meet somebody and they're like oh yeah here's like a here's a card that lets you you know speaking board game terms that allows you to go 50 light years per day for like a week or something as opposed to cisco who was just like blow that shit up (laughs) he's like i've always got i've always got backup blow it up very like if if cisco was in charge of voyager the moment they got to the delta quadrant he would have he would just convince the character he would have like threatened the caretaker and been like, send us back, send the Maquis ship back. Uh, and also stop doing this weird shit. And you know, yeah. the caretaker he would, have, he would have gone into the wormhole and said, Prophets, there's this weird shit out here. Go, like, yeah. go disappear yeah, go, this thing. Please. Uh, like you guys uh, aren't like caretaker, you're not gonna you gotta stop caretaker ing. You've done yeah. this a couple times. It seems like you cut that shit out, please. please stop. Cisco is like uh it, Picard's the captain that I aspire to be, right? Mm. As a person. Cisco is like my soul captain. Like I yeah. feel Cisco. Like I, I vibe. Oh yeah. With him. You. See, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm a, a, a Picard son. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> a, I'm a Cisco. Cisco moon. rising. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And a Janeway rising. Picard is lawful. Good. Janeway's lawful. Neutral. I mean, Janeway's uh, good. Chaotic. Neutral good, neutral chaotic good. good. No, chaotic. and Cisco's the chaotic good. Cisco's yeah, the true. one yeah, when, they're, right. when they encounter Q, um, Picard. They have their little tete-a-tete. Janeway tries to move around him, and Cisco just punches him in the face. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> While playing the, the piano. spectrum yeah. of, of of lawfulness and oh my god. This has been a great introduction. Thank you, Gary, so much for joining us. Yeah, and sorry. Gary, you're also a co-host on a couple IndieSaurus podcasts. Am I right about that? It's true. Um, I have one, uh, both of which are like sort of on hiatus, but are like I'm working on getting back together. Um, first one's Live Free Twi Hard, our, twi- <gasps> our Twilight rewatch podcast um, that we, we finished every movie. So at this point, we're just trying to, we're in the process of like getting ready to like relaunch um, and I also do ham radio with, um, uh, the Indiesaurus mob boss, uh, Mal. Uh, and that's our show where we watch, um, and recap episodes of Hamtaro, the anime for baby children. Uh, I gotta look this up. That's, <laughs> that's very neat. Yeah. Hamtaro, the one about the hamsters? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh my gosh, just looks adorable. This oh, looks it's so it's cute. it's very very cute. Uh, we have, the episodes are so so short that we need to like watch two episodes per podcast episode. Of course, <laughs> um, yeah. But if anybody wants to come on and watch Hamtaro, we, we try to have a guest every episode, um, and we just we've been sort of out of the loop. Like um, we only have a couple episodes. Um, just because um, life got really crazy. I, I had to move and start a new job and like all, all sorts of stuff. But we're working on re- revamping it for the new year. I'd love to to take you up on that. So um, I know. also, if you need content for your Twilight podcast, I read all the Twilight books. <laughs> oh my God. I've never read the so, books. I only saw the I movies. I read the books in high school. So Ooh, okay. I'm a huge fan of the movies. So uh, yeah, let me know. Dylan also. has them all on VHS. They're, they're wacky incredible. as hell. The first one, is actually incredible. The rest of them are just insane. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're batshit insane. And I never thought that I would be at a point in my life where I'd seen every Twilight movie, but here I am. And have a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. Sometimes <laughs> you just wake up and you've seen every Twilight movie and have a podcast about them. Yeah, sometimes uh, it just happens. The money just happens that way. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so for our loyal listeners catch you up i'm sure you know what episode we're watching we're watching the offspring from the next generation it, it uh, came out march 12th 1990 uh, it's from season three episode 16 uh, so <clears throat> this is just, the one where data has a kid i want to say i want to say this is just a disgusting title for an episode. well for for yeah. me i just think of uh um the offspring the band me too yeah <laughs> so i was like wow i can't wait for the offspring to guest star it's like they're gonna be playing it forward it is such a 90s that is one of maybe the most 90s band there is I oh guess yeah sublime is also in in the yeah. mix but it's just like what's a 90s band it is only relevant for the 90s offspring for sure yeah. offspring <laughs> uh <clears throat> this is however unlike the offspring i think it does stand the test of time i think it's an amazing episode me too. Star Trek. Um, tugs on the heartstrings. Mark hates Data, so I'm curious. <laughs> I don't hate Data. Big I just Data felt, hater. I just felt nothing during this episode. You felt nothing. Wow. What? Because uh. I was because I was upset at Data. I don't hate him. I was just upset with him. I cannot wait to litigate this. We're gonna fight. Litigate is a is a is a peaceful word for fight because I'm about to fight. <laughs> So uh, go ahead, uh, go into the holodeck, uh, choose a new identity for yourself, a new look, uh, make everybody feel really uncomfortable with your (laughs) uh, very rapidly expanding brain and capabilities. Tiny, tiny mouth. You're, what? I oh, when, when Lol is yeah, when, when Lol, Lol before Lol. Oh, yes, yep. their, uh... <laughs> I forgot about that. You know tiny, people, it was a tiny mouth. You know how people, when they're born, they look freaky. And that's yeah. what. Yeah, Vlad Data replicated yes. that. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. A regular human body with a tiny, tiny mouth. <laughs> Uh, and um, buckle up for our trip to the holiday. We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something. A little more intimate.
I love right. that. So Cue much. the offspring. Yes. We, <laughs> yeah. we, Darius, note, we will create a new theme song for, for this episode. <laughs> Specifically for this episode. What is oh, the most iconic Do we have to secure the rights? I, I feel like it's, song. it's like um, Pretty Fly for a White That's Guy. Uh, yeah. God. I, I'm somehow forgetting every other, every other offspring song. Um, well, well, there's the one funny. that's uh, the give it to me, baby, whatever oh. song that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. That's Pretty Fly for a White Guy, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Oh, is yeah. it Pretty yeah. Fly for a White Guy? Yeah, okay. another, yeah, yeah. That song has a lot going for it, obviously. <laughs> and there's the most, uh, the most popular one on Spotify is You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. that's, but that's a cover, that's isn't it? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know any of far. these songs. You're gonna, uh, except for, it's a oh, why don't you get a job? The kids are all right. Yeah, pretty fly. Kids aren't all right. Yeah, self-esteem is just like she's got no self-esteem or something like that. Oh, why don't you get a job? Is like da na 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 na. Oh, why don't you get a job? I think is how it goes. Man, I guess they don't have a lot as many songs as you'd expect them to have that are like popular. Well, you know, they had that apparently. Well, you're gonna go far, kid. By the way, sorry, this is it was a 2008 release. What? So what are they doing? What the music? fuck? Oh, um, original prankster. That sounds familiar. Original um, prankster. <laughs> we're talking song. way too much about the band, The Offspring. Okay, okay, we can get the <laughs> shitting on the. Offspring. All right. Oh, all right, oh, all right. oh! Come out and play. I know that one. <laughs> come out and play. I need to. I guess I need to go buy a CD right now. Or save yourself. Save yourself three dollars and don't buy an Offspring CD. What am I going to do with three dollars? <laughs> buy a donut. Buy another CD. <laughs> That's definitely how much an Offspring CD costs right now. Probably a dollar. I could probably get it for a dollar. You can get it for a dollar <laughs> here in LA. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. This episode was written by Renee Echevarria. And this is his first credited uh, episode. Wowee, wowee. And really? he's done a lot. Um, wow, yeah, he's uh, a veteran of the show. Yeah. Uh, it, it did go through a rewrite uh, from Melinda Snodgrass. She wrote Measure of a Man. Mm. Uh, so a lot of parallels there. And uh, Michael it, Pillar, of it course. It gets a reference. Measure of a Man gets a reference in this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure she probably just did those scenes. She probably like... And punched <laughs> up a lot of the lol stuff. Um, and is also directed by Jonathan Frakes. And this is <gasps> his first episode that he ever This directed. is his first episode? What? First episode. Oh, wow. Do you think he did two, t- two takes? You think two take Frake just straight out the gate? Two it might have been a three takes. <laughs> Frakes. Some of these probably needed three takes. Yeah. Mm. Especially this, the shots with that. No, you know what it is? He he did go for two takes, and that's why Law's always missing stuff, and they have to rewrite. <laughs> no, sorry, we got it. Two takes. Put your, says, hand up. Come- Put your hand up slower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to Frakes, The Offspring was the best sci-fi episode ever written. So Whoa! That is his opinion. Obviously, he's going to be a little bit biased because it was probably his first directing gig and all but that. But what it was his opinion on The Offspring, the band? Yes, yeah, exactly. question we need to ask. Anything. <laughs> There's no information on that. Uh, 
It would be nuts if if Jonathan Frakes was like a huge offspring. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> just really uh, got into them. I bet he I, loves the band Sublime, though. Big Sublime mm-hmm. guy. Big 311 guy, too. Yeah. He's got to be a ska guy because he was plays the say, trombone. Ska's feels like his genre. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides jazz. <laughs> it's as uh, close to jazz as we got in the 90s with ska. Yeah. I that's true. Of, I don't know if it's the best sci-fi episode I've ever written, but I kind of agree with them. It's it's up there. I think it. It's I like it a lot. There. I think it's, it's really show. it's funny because when I started watching the episode, I'm like, man, this is goofy as hell. And by the end, you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> no, the child's yeah. dying. It, yeah. <laughs> the thing was, it just he just sprang it out of nowhere. He's just like. I'm ready for a child now. Yeah. It was just like, oh, after this cybernetics conference, just going to make a kid. Okay. This is the the first thing I want to say. Then we'll do a recap. (laughs) But it is so funny to me that Data went to a conference and got pregnant. This is what he (laughs) One night stand at the conference. Very. It's like the most simulation of a human being that he's ever gotten close to is just going to a conference and hooking up. I don't know. This could have been Tasha Yar's baby. It's true. (laughs) We don't know. Uh, Oh, by the way, the music was by, this is one of the last ones by this composer. (gasps) Really? Ron Jones. I I clocked the music so hard in this one where I was like, this seems like kind of cinematic. This seems a little. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. A little less dinky than than the music was great. I did enjoy the music. We're 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 bi- we always we're we're very focused on the composers for these episodes because mm-hmm. they're all they, there's a very clear distinctive style for all of them and Ron right. Jones is the most over the top like classic Star Trekky where it's like this is how you should feel for sure yes and, like, so. really juices up the scenes oh yeah you uh, get that big time yeah, yeah uh, he got fired by Rick Berman because Rick Berman's an idiot but because like, Rick <laughs> wanted music that was more just like wallpaper in the background yeah uh, so yeah Ron Jones is like what is the last composer what a sh- for what a shit for yeah. What a big shit d- of a man. Big, big dick Berman. Yeah. Big dick. One of his. Well, he's Frankie Dick. Yeah. He's yeah. Frankie <laughs> Dick Berman. Frankie Dick Berman. Won't be his last terrible firing. <clears throat> big L. Big L. Yeah, come on. Come on, Rick. 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 What a should name. we do? Should we roundabout? Let's do a roundabout. If you're, I could roundabout. Yeah, uh, a runabout. Sorry. Sorry, um, runabout. <clears throat> uh, Gary, you'll have twenty seconds. I'll go when you're out of time, and then we'll go Dylan, Mark, and myself. Oh, okay. I'm not letting Mark narrate the end of this episode. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so whenever you're ready, Gary, I'll just start the timer. Okay, um, here I go. Data's like, hello, family, I have a baby now. Um, Everybody come see him and uh, the horrible goblin face that it has. Its name is LOL, which sort of sounds like LOL if you're saying it out loud. Um, You go into the holodeck, we're going to choose your sex and appearance. Data's like, uh, you could be a boy or a girl and that's it. Uh, Data, uh, so the, that was it, 20 seconds. It decides to be a, a girl and picks its appearance and is like a little baby, but like a really smart little baby. Uh, and then they're walking around showing her the ship and everything. There's one moment where, um, uh, oh my god, my brain, where Wesley's hair looks fine, but her mom says that he needs to get a haircut while they're showing her around. <laughs> 
So then this admiral comes um, and is like, what the hell is going on here? And Law gets a job at 10 forward for some reason and is working with Guinan. And then she kisses Riker on the mouth out of nowhere. Um, and so the, the admiral's like, she's got to come with us. And then Law starts to get like sick or something. I don't really understand this part. Her brain starts to shut down. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then uh, Picard, meanwhile, uh, is is trying to convince the admiral that hey, like this sentient being has rights and has the right to choose, but it's already too late because the admiral made her really sad, and she can experience sadness because she's exceeded Data's programming. She dies. Law probably did not bang, which is very sad. <laughs> there you go. That's it. I'm sorry, I, I got so hung up on uh, Wesley's hair. I, this really like no, you were right. You should say me. it. <laughs> it needed You're to right. be said. It yes. needed to be they said. They had to give Beverly a storyline somehow. <laughs> she had to have a line. <laughs> well, think about the other characters. So, like, Worf gets like he call he sends a message to Picard. That's his appearance in this episode, <laughs> yeah. basically. I forgot about that. Yeah, and Jordy just shows up at the end. It's like I've heard. Like, what's going on? My best friend had a kid, <laughs> and now she's dead. Like, I just been chilling for a few days. No. Nobody told me. I didn't yeah. get to be cool uncle for a few days. What the fuck? Yeah, I think that's a missed opportunity for this episode. We needed Jordy to uncle be like, Jordy. Oh. hey, can I be like the godfather or something? No. Nope. That would have been so cool. Just busy with work. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just stopped hanging out. Maybe Jordy's resentful. Oof. I, I At the beginning of this episode, I just want to uh, notice how pissed Picard is. And I love it. Oh my so god! Good. Yeah, he's so angry, he's livid, and he's like yeah. Mark <laughs> because he's right. Because he's correct. This <laughs> isn't. Know. This isn't no. another couple uh, having a baby on the ship. This is a highly experimental and secret cybernetic undertaking okay. going on the flagship of the Federation without the knowledge of anyone in power. This isn't Harry Kim fucking some alien <laughs> on a planet. <laughs> And getting eggs implanted in his neck. No, okay. this is a huge deal. <laughs> that's hypothetically, too. That's just Hypo- as dangerous. <laughs> yes. Hypothetically, if you were an android, the only way that you could reproduce is this way. Yeah. So why is it not just reproduction? Yeah. Why here's, do you here's, permission? here's an idea. Why don't we let him have his fun? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we let the boy have a good, have some fun? It'd be different if he made a baby. He made an adult. He made an adult. He didn't make a tiny child. He did what Nunyan Soong did. Yeah. Which which is one of the most controversial things ever done in the Federation. (laughs) Lore almost destroyed the Federation multiple times. I mean, that is fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So, uh oh, is Mark making some good points? (laughs) Maybe, but anybody can have a child that turns into a monster. Yeah. So true. Anybody can have a kid and not raise it properly, and the kid becomes becomes a space Nazi. Yeah. 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 And I mean, basically, the most she gets to do in like a day is just be like, boy, girl. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not like she's becoming like this Machiavellian monster in like overnight. That would have been a good plot. Plus, it's Data. It's Data's kid, and we know that Data is a good boy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. He, he, he patterns her positronic net on his own. Yeah, but but you're. No one We're right. Have, no one no. No one could ever call me conservative. No one would ever call me conservative. I don't know I, anymore. Man. I find I the term. We're talking about uh 
screening children here. I find the term moderate insulting. I am not a moderate. (laughs) There is a line when it comes to computer technology and sentience. And I think it's like, I enjoy characters like the doctor. I enjoy characters like Vic Fontaine, but there's a thing about that. These AI robots it's, uh, it's it's you got to be careful you got to be careful you're being that. so well here's the thing here's the thing Here, here's what i'll say is that hey i i think if she wasn't under the guidance of um data and picard um and everybody and the rest of the crew of the enterprise i mean that's probably the best um guidance you could possibly get to prevent her from becoming a little android nazi um so Maybe that could have happened if she went with Admiral Dickhead, uh, who wants to like kidnap her basically against yeah. Data's will of his of his like kid that he created, and also this thing that has sentience and can make decisions for herself. Like I feel like best case scenario is in place here. Yes, I think also I think we're long past AI being scary in this particular part of Star Trek. I feel like right now in our current society. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Very scary. True. Yeah. Don't fuck with it. But I feel yeah. like they have enough knowledge to be able to be like, well, I guess there's a lot of weird AI shit and like discovery and stuff. And I guess season one of Picard. So it is a little hairy, but I don't know. I feel like they could deal with it. In this if it makes you feel world. better, she's dead now. Yeah, yes, does that make you feel better? Definitely dead. <laughs> That's why I didn't feel much when she died. No, and and so this is before, and remember, this is before the descent part one, where someone flicked a switch in Data's head, and right. he completely betrayed the entire crew of the Enterprise. I mean, and yeah, so, and this is with, and Data has thirty plus years of sentience and and moral influence of Starfleet and the Enterprise you know and all Space of. Bugs. Space bugs make people want to fuck on the ship all the time, make them want to do crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you could say, but then you yeah. could say, that, but you, space bugs don't give people all these superior powers. And, and okay, yes, sometimes you get a Gary Seven or you get these people who can turn into gods. Sure. But it's like, <laughs> Data has these innate abilities that make him just better and faster and stronger and smarter than everyone else. And so mm. you can't have him just creating multi multiple of himself whenever he wants without permission of at least one superior. This is eugenics, Mark. This is (laughs) eugenics. (laughs) Android eugenics. That's all it is. If it makes you feel better, Data can just shut her off. Like there's that part where she's talking and asking and questions. He, that, and he's that like, was the, shut up. I I actually made a note of that, which was that was fucked up too. Yes, yeah, super fucked up. Imagine if you could just turn your kid off and be like, I'm not answering these questions. I, I today. guarantee you though, Data learned that from when he was first picked up by Starfleet, and like the Starfleet engineers are like, we gotta go. I gotta go home. I gotta I have a wife and kids. Just just turn them off. He's like, why are my eyes? Yellow. Why is my skin like just turn it off? I I can't. We'll deal with it tomorrow. That's true. It was a learned trait, a parented trait that he learned from his his owners. Yeah, exactly. Generational trauma. Yeah, generational trauma. Dad, why'd you turn me off when I was two weeks old? It really affected me. It's it's the android version of like when your kid asks you too many questions, you finally just are like, yeah. 
It's magic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's magic. Just, it's magic. It's just magic. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, kid. Your curiosity is valuable, but not today. Not right now. Please not be right quiet. Now. That said, I do appreciate Data letting their, as a proud queer person, I do appreciate Data letting their child choose their own sex, letting their child choose oh, yeah. their own identity, choose their own name. I appreciate that. I love that so much. Data shows some qu- high quality parenting. Yeah, um, just and some, be a parent. and some low quality parenting. <laughs> yeah, the, just like okay. Yeah, data data definitely said trans rights. Um, yeah, um, he was like, it doesn't matter if you're gay, trans, a little goblin person. <laughs> you you could be whatever you want to be. If you have antenna. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely want to talk about some specific things during that scene. I love that Bev, that not Bev, um, Troy is there. Um, <clears throat> but you're right. Like it, it is, it is super, um, it's super woke of data. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll add that there's also some, some real life, um, interesting trivia about this episode in the sense that Guinan, um, a, a, the, in the original script, she was supposed to start telling Lol when a man and a woman are in love. You know, ten forward when Lol's like, "What's going on with those people?" Uh, but Whoopi said, "We're the show is beyond that. It should be when two people are in love." Hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! This is like 1990. Whoopi so. is that, that a kicks goddess. ass. She's yeah. the best. She's oh, awesome. so good. She was a goddess. She's like very not far in the left anymore. She's oh, like, she, well, she's she's moderated a bit. She's like moderated happened? a bit. Oh, did she? But you got to take what you can get. Killer, incredible yeah. stuff. Has she moderated? Uh, she still calls shit out a ton on the View. Now she's it's hard to like be in a that very anti, not anti-socialist, but like she's not a fan. Uh, of, well, she's like um, a '90s social liberal. Yeah, sure, because, sure, yeah. Sure. Hey, like, man, take what you can get. She's like yeah. my parents. True. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's from that last generation where, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody could potentially make money and, and, and buy a house. Own a house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, of course. Cool. Apparently also originally um, in the direction of the episode, the people that she was going to use as an example for cu- holding hands was going to be a same sex couple. Um, but apparently someone ratted out the plan and um, <clears throat> like told on the set, I guess, told on the crew or what? whatever. Oh, and what? The, yeah, and an order came from upstairs to make sure that that didn't happen. Fuckers. Probably because it wouldn't have gotten by compliance for the 90s, but it is yeah. a, a bummer. Fucking hell. Because, you know, That's... back in the TOS days, they would have just done it and been like, sorry, it's all we got. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can't shoot anymore. Sorry. We don't have the yeah. money to reshoot. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want to pay the bill? Uh, Damn, that's but, a bummer. But yeah, they, they, they gave it a yeah, shot. Seriously. <clears throat> it, yeah, seriously. It's nice to know that there are same-sex relationships um, in the Star Trek canon further on. Yes, finally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Discovery was like a, a quadruple down on everything to make up for, you know, <laughs> yeah. four decades of, of lack of queer very, representation. Very, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like everybody is queer. Everybody's a disaster <laughs> right. by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody fights all the time. You should, uh, yeah. Gary, it's, it's, a, it's a very strange show because it's like, it's I think it's an example <laughs> of what people like, okay, what the right thinks. Yes. This ideology. Yeah is because right, right. it is annoying like <laughs> I, I, like, I agree with everything but just don't like, guys so take, guys, so take it easy just shut up <laughs> take it easy 
There's a family in it that I, I like to call like the queerest family in the universe. Because <laughs> yeah. it, and it's, it's just the most insane family. It's the rainbow corner. Yeah. yeah rainbow exactly. corner That's of what's the really weird about it is yeah. it's like this, these four people are, are yeah, yeah. the super gay family. The full queer representation. And then they're like, everybody else, just be straight. It's yeah. great. Just be straight. Every letter it's of the alphabet. Good. Yeah. Um, but and that's yeah. the most we've talked about Discovery in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I, Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to talk about Data being just a, sh- a straight shooter dad. Uh, yeah. Especially when uh, Lull is like, why are they laughing at me? What's humor? And it was like, bitch, yeah. they were laughing at you. They were you. laughing at you, They girl. don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's and that... A- Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it confused me that, I, you know, in retrospect, thinking about it, it makes sense. But we already talked about it a little. It's like, why, what if he was deciding to create a child? Why not create a child like a young person? Yeah, <laughs> but it, it but, you know, he was born at the presenting age that he is. You know, it's not like he grew up. So I guess it just made sense. But it's like, yeah, they're they're, they're these kids are like, who's this like? old lady this grown-up <laughs> lizzie mcguire's given mom it like a, yeah. given lol a, a little body to start with and just keep the brain you know mm-hmm. and and when it was time just like and you know i got a, i got another one in the oven for you as soon as you feel like you've reached social competence and we'll mm-hmm. just pop that pop your we'll just take the head pop it onto the full body <laughs> so my thing is it was a very 90s take on neurodivergent kids um, mm, yeah. just like, Hey, like you're doomed to be rejected by society. Just like, Hey, like if you, if you don't fit in, you'll never fit in ever. And it was just very, I was like, Hmm, this is, this is very nineties. Just oh, interesting. Maybe you could go be friends with Wesley, the other kid that has no friends. Okay. So I do want to <laughs> you bring up Wesley. <laughs> I think what you said, Mark is appropriate <clears throat> in the sense that yeah, the nineties didn't know how to, it's, it, it is just like you are doomed to it. Whereas now we'd be like, well, you know, she'll find a way to, yeah, she'll be able to figure out, she'll be able to bridge. navigate and, and, and there are, there are ways to learn and there are ways to like, yeah. Yeah. And it is important. I mean, if I were a little kid and there was a full ass grown person, yeah, I mean, kids pick up on differences. So who was going chair, smell, <laughs> Play-Doh, Jesus water. Christ. I'm just trying to color inside the lines here. Yeah. Uh, but there's that scene where Wesley's hanging out, and I kind of got this feeling like Wesley was one oh, yeah, groom like- law or something. <laughs> like, it's like, like, what's up, baby girl? Yeah, it's like you want to <laughs> hang out, like. <laughs> It, it just I, I I chalked it up to him being interested in the science of it all. Yeah, you know? that's that's Wesley baseline for sure. Interested in the technology, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he's such a a weirdo. Not like not <laughs> um, not good with the ladies' character, and he's often his storylines are like. Who's the girl? Who's the princess? Who's the space princess? Who's the space princess? Uh, And it's like, ooh, space robot lady. Um, (laughs) Because that would be like a really good match for Wesley in the end. Mm. Just, just, oh yeah, he he found himself like a, you know, like a, what is it? A a cool, badass, autistic girl. Wesley and the real girl. Yeah, Wesley and the real girl. (laughs) Thank you, Gary. There, that's why we had you on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Put it, put it in a condensed, funny way. 
I am the data being the real dad is a great thing that Dylan brought up because mm. at first you might your instinct might be that he would not know how to do some things, but he's actually been through the feeling of being isolated and being rejected and not being not integrating well. And I do love that he's being a straight shooter dad. Is yeah, he could truly empathize. Yeah. I, I think he can't. I think he can't empathize. I think this is where he falls short. Clearly, her programming is outstripping his. Um, and he and, and this is why he's she is already within days is already starting to question things that he has never questioned. It like, why am I here? What am I doing? Why am I being like things? Uh, like, why am I me? Data's always just like, I am me. It just makes sense. And and she's already questioning things. And it leads to the 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 kooky scene where he just shuts her off, which is again a very '90s thing. Like, <laughs> oh, just like a hey, just whatever. We'll, we'll just rather than d- dealing with these things that he's never had to deal with, he just turns her off. But it's it's clear that she is already advancing way past him and getting emotions and so he he's he can't deal with it he can't cope with it and so okay go on. i don't know i just <laughs> I, I think i think he's not prepared for what she is and so i think it's a good call that this admiral is coming in to take her away and to take her to a daystrom institute where scientists can help her and can okay but let's see say, i feel like say, I f- go ahead gary I was going to say, I feel like um, later on in the episode where she's just like, I want to stay here until I've learned everything there is to learn on the ship, and then I can go do more stuff, which I think makes sense. And it's like, you can't really deny the fact that she is sentient, and it's like, you know, why not listen to what she wants? You know, when it comes down to it, he's being very, like, yeah, he's being very forceful and abrasive, this admiral, whatever the hell his name is. I feel like this would be like if Child Protective Services came in and was like, hey, um, we're taking your kid away because you're autistic and you don't understand emotions like a mm-hmm. neurotypical person. So um, we're going to take care of that. Yeah, it, that, I think that's what you're saying, Mark. You're like, oh, yeah, he can't empathize. He hasn't been through those experiences. Sure. But like in the same way that a neurotypical person might be able to raise an autistic child or vice versa, an autistic person might be able to raise a neurotypical person like i think you find ways to bridge those gaps and Mm -hmm. to assume that one is just not capable of it because they don't themselves experience it to me is very limited personally yeah plus it seems like um so far it's only been like what like two days (laughs) like i I, i'm like give him a chance to like see how it goes and you know you know picard would be open with him and be like look if it starts to like go south or we it's not working out like then we'll try something different but like Give the poor guy a chance to, Plus, you know, it takes a village, right? Like, yeah. and in the case of the enterprise, there's, there's some people who are good at emotions. Clearly none of the main <laughs> crew are because TNT's right. full yeah, of Yeah, I mean, weirdos. not even, not even really Picard. <laughs> no, no, DM. Picard who hates kids. Who hates children. Uh, there's like the closest, I mean, there's obviously Beverly and Deanna. They're the, and yeah. it is too bad that it is, it is gendered in that way, but they are the mm-hmm. best at empathy and, and. Beverly actually has a kid, so she understands how to do that. But, yeah. you know, Jordy would be like, 
Jordy would be good. Cool uncle who is like, here's how to, you know, take over the ship <laughs> by accident. <laughs> you know, this is how engineering works. Yeah. And uh, Worf would be like, you know, the uncle who's like, uh, do you want to go play racquetball? You know, you, right. just the sports <laughs> uncle. Sports uh, uncle, yeah. <laughs> O'Brien would be, you know, actually valuable <laughs> advice uncle. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, let's think about Worf's like uh, parenting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be the worst the dad in Star Trek. Yeah, Track probably history. the worst dad. <laughs> Worf, Worf is not a good example. <laughs> Truly <laughs> awful. Just the worst. And that's yeah. and so that's the thing where it's like even even Picard was. T- we get into sticky territory when you're talking about technology versus biology. Because even Data goes, oh, sir, would you like me to deactivate her? Even, that was so funny. <laughs> even Yeah, but e- that's a horrifying statement for a parent to make about that, that, their that child. That is a good point. Yeah. And, and Picard, Picard said, what are you even doing saying that type of thing? <laughs> like, it's a life. This person is alive now. Like, you yeah, can't dude. just say that. <laughs> like, And so, so yes, it's, it's like saying, okay, like uh, talking about a neurodivergent parent trying to raise a non-neurodivergent child, but this is a person who has shown and has demonstrated they may not be capable of taking care of their child, making statements like that. And so it's like, I don't know. That's where, but, and we're, like I said, we're not in a biological territory. We're in a technological territory. Right. And so it's, I don't know if there's a one-to-one, one-to-one comparison on this stage. I don't know if there's, yeah, there's not, yeah, there's never going to be a one-to-one. You were going to say something, Gary. Yeah. It's, you know, you got me thinking it's like, even at the end of the episode, when she has some sort of weird Android brain problem and, you know, dies, um, I guess there's only a certain point where there's only a certain point that data could really get to because she even says like, I love you. I feel love for you. And he's like, I wish I could also feel love for you. So it's almost as if he's like keeping her alive because like it would make sense for a parent to want to keep their child alive. Not because he like has the emotions telling him that he should or, or that he should want to. Actually, yeah. So that that I, I guess that might have even been a point they were trying to make that like maybe it was a little too too close to the sun for him. I think that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I, I think the episode is less ambiguous about this than personally. I, th- I think it's less ambiguous than we're we're, we're giving it credit for because there's a scene where Data is talking with Beverly and. He says, I am incapable of giving her love. And Beverly's like, why do I find it hard to believe? Because Mm. Mm, it's not love in the stereotypical, neurotypical way. But through his actions and behaviors, it's clear that Data cares deeply for Lol. Right. And that's why – and I think the show – have you seen the Orwell, Gary? I've seen like uh, one or two episodes. Okay, if you if it's early no. on, then you definitely didn't get to these bits because the show gets really good. And Mark mm-hmm. can speak to this. Oh, yeah. The character of Isaac is basically Data, and uh, there's a point where, um, played by um, Penny Johnson Gerald, the Doctor character Cassidy Yates, Cassidy DS9. Yates, um, oh, okay. she, Cassidy Yates. Uh, that's she, that's a uh, two. Oh, that's cool for anybody who's interested in branching out from Star Trek. Go watch the Orville. It's a perfect show. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say perfect, but it's very, very, very season one is rough, but seasons two and three, um, but Isaac feels things in a neurodivergent way. So he's like, you know, 
my subroutines have become enhanced by my relationship with you. So like you, us breaking up would make me a less efficient performer. And it's like, Oh, so Mm. that's basically like what being in love is, you know, like you, you become intertwined. Right. Right. And so I think this is the case with data is, you know, clearly he's deeply affected and influenced by this in a way that we just don't, clock because it's it's expressed in a neurodivergent way yeah that makes sense personally is how i feel about it is that data is capable of empathizing in an abstract way for a lot of this it's funny because one of our um you'll see when we rate the episode one of our our um categories is romance um Mm. and i am the one who is constantly arguing for the most liberal use of the term romance. You're not the only one. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the one who is is the the harshest one who's constantly. Jan is always is always arguing for it too. Uh, but I get into um, fights with the brothers about this, mm-hmm. um, and I'm the one who's being the most. Um, stuck in my ways today and so it's funny that, it's funny that uh, <laughs> no that we're, we're seeing this side of me today because i'm the one who's always like we need to expand the way we think about these things and i'm the one who's being very hard today on this <laughs> no droid it's okay rights, man droid what? rights mark droid right yeah can we talk about can we talk about um how we gotta I'm, hit that we got to hit the Android racism button yeah. when, when the Admiral's just yeah. like, I forget the exact line he says, but he, he's just like, uh, he says something. He, he's It's the way he says Android. It's like saying like, Android. you people, you people. Yeah. Right. It's 100%. so bad. Yeah. Um, and he, and the way that he's being sarcastic or yeah, I mean, he, he talks in a way to law as if she wouldn't understand context, but she does. She's better at that, picking up on that than data which is really cool and also reminds me of how some sometimes people talk to children and they think the kid's not going to know that they're bullshitting yeah but yeah they think kids are stupid yeah it's like no kids pick up on this even better than i think adults because they don't have you know decades of heuristics that lead them that wrong okay so well they said this but like Mm -hmm. all they hear is the body language and the the tone and every they're just processing it in that way that very raw way and it's like no that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're being serious. I don't think you're being honest. Yeah, I mean, she says like you do not speak with respect. Like she could mm-hmm. see through his his right. um, fake niceties. I I do. Uh, he's very interesting casting because you know he could have just been a super clear badmoral from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kind of get it. He sees it. Sees Lol as an asset to Starfleet, which is right. bad, but that's how they treated Data. Um, yeah. But it is weird that they're basically rehashing Measure of a Man. And it's like, I thought we already litigated this. Like, <laughs> she can just, she has rights. And yeah, it, it's of so course. Weird. It takes so long for Picard to be like, wait a second, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I went through this. <laughs> His his like punching line of like I helped to find them. I actually really loved that. I yeah, loved yeah. that scene. And, it's a yeah. great moment. Um, feather in his cap. Yeah, uh, and then it doesn't even really matter because she's already started cascading at that point. Yeah, but this uh, this admiral Haftel, um, but then that last scene, and it's clearly they cast him very well because they needed him to just do a full one eighty. Yeah, and just be like yeah. I've I've never like. I think in that moment he realizes that Data would have been a perfect parent because of how much he cared for Law. Like I've yeah. never seen that hands move that fast before. Right, right. 
Um, it's a very touching moment. And I thought uh, Nicholas Coster is the actor who played Haftel, and he, he handled that pretty well. Yeah, he did. Uh, we should also shout out, I can't believe I haven't done that yet, um, Hallie Todd played Lull, and she was, I thought, stellar. Uh, really really good oh she was really great um she <laughs> it's fun have you guys ever seen the clue movie like clue the board game oh, yeah. yeah it's one of my yeah, she, yeah she reminded me so much of madeline khan's uh uh <laughs> mrs white f- f- fl- fl- yeah, yeah. flames on the side of my face flames chair heaving breaths yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about one of my favorite movies. There, <laughs> oh, me too. Yes. One of the campiest, campiest movies of all time. It's oh, great. it's so good. Yeah, but just the hair and the delivery of just like smell. She's bite. He's biting that woman. Oh like, God, he's biting so, that woman. Line of the episode yeah. for oh, me. So he's biting, funny. That <laughs> he's yeah. biting that female. He's biting that female. Yeah, the um, the the one thing that. I guess I was com- not comparing it, but the fact that we just had last week World's Greatest Dad Benjamin Sisko saying that Jake could do whatever he wanted. Um, and then we have Data being like, I always figured you would go into Starfleet Academy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and and yeah. I was like, I thought you wanted her to do whatever she wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why would you want her to go into Star? Like, I thought that was the whole point was you created this person to do whatever she wanted. You're thinking like a parent though, right? I guess. And, and let's also <laughs> note that he's saying that to the Admiral in defense of him having the kid. Cause he goes, you know, I thought maybe I would, I don't know, create a, create something to give back to the Federation right, right. for all <laughs> yeah. it's done for, for, for me. You know, like it seems almost like an argument, like, you know, you made me appreciate it. Uh, I made you one. Aren't we cool with that? Uh, but also it would make sense that he, you know, he created something there. I say in his own image, at least in terms of um, using the same like neural network patterning. It's true. Um, so you figure, yeah, maybe it probably logically would want that. Um, the fact I think he does come around though, like starts opening up a little bit to what she might want, yeah. mm-hmm. especially when he realizes that she's surpassing him, which is great to see. One thing on Hallie Todd, does anybody else know her as the mom from Lizzie McGuire? Am I the only person that recognized Holy her? Holy shit! As I, oh my Lizzie, god, Lizzie McGuire recognize her as oh that. my god, that's Lizzie why McGuire that name after my time. That's why but, that name sounds so familiar. Yeah. But I did. That was wow. one of the, my quote unquote discoveries when I was looking at the cast. I was like, yeah. oh my god, she was like on. She was Lizzie's mom for yeah. Years. And I was That's like, amazing. I was like, so they got a, like a grown ass woman to play this because Lizzie McGuire was like two thousand one. Like yeah. she was like, yeah. I was I like, was that was when I was in, when she did this. Yeah, I was. You were. She was twenty eight. Yep. Oh, I thought you said you were twenty eight. I was like, I don't think you were twenty eight <laughs> when she did this. No, uh, no, Hallie Todd was twenty eight when she okay, played yeah. Lol. Yeah. No, she's, man, they should bring her back. They should bring her back into into Picard or something. Well, did fun. you see season one of Picard? I know you yeah. watched a recap. Okay. I'm like, oh shit, was she in that? <laughs> no, she wasn't. But I feel like um, I forget her stupid name now. Doll Dodge, Dodge. Soji. Dodge. Soji and Dodge Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely echoes of LOL. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna look through my trivia here. Uh let's see here. This was the first episode by Frakes. Um did that. 
the painting, we'll shout out the painting in Data's Quarters, is Tableau One by Piet Mondrian, which is like the most. Oh yeah, here it is. Do you, are you an art person, Gary? No, but I recognize the I recognize the uh, the piece of art on the wall. I was just like, oh yeah, the the blocks. It's very logical. <laughs> it's a very yeah, data it's painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I love the line. Without understanding humor, I have somehow mastered it. From a yes, while. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of good quotes. Like. Um, the episode gets so profound near the end and just how Picard's talking about not blindly following orders and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And there comes a time, right? Uh, you said like a, where yeah. a person, yeah, there comes a time when men of good conscience cannot blindly follow orders. Uh, I think it's the inverse of what Shaw is since Dylan's not here. Uh, no. Yeah. Dylan's not here. Hasn't yeah. Dylan hasn't too. seen the new Picard. Hey everyone. Mark here. So you may have noticed about 20-ish minutes ago, Dylan stopped contributing to the conversation. At the time of recording, there was a pretty big storm going on in Los Angeles, and he lost power. Hoping he would be able to get back on, Jan, Gary, and I had a pretty lengthy conversation about the new season of Picard, but out of respect for those listeners who are not yet caught up, we decided to cut it. Luckily, even though Dylan didn't get his power back on, he was able to rejoin via his phone. So we will pick back up with him rejoining the conversation. Enjoy! I, yeah, this is, my, this is my theory, at least. I didn't even think about that, but like, hey, it's more Trek. I'll take it. I'm yeah, into they it. Call it the next, sure. the first episode, the next generation. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. I don't think Dylan's gonna make it. There's oh, a no. um, there's a phone. Oh wait! Just, oh just, shit! Perfect. <laughs> I'm I'm back via the cell phone. Oh, that's I great. I have no power, but I oh, called man. in. I don't know how I sound, but uh. Our, you guys were fine without me. Oh, hell yeah. And that's Welcome perfect, back. perfect timing, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> we just finished up the Picard talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Did you keep going without me or we did. are you just waiting? A bit. Okay, good. Yeah, we good, talked good, about good, good. stuff. We, we've covered everything. Uh, every Beautiful. single thing Fantastic. in the universe. No, we're, we're not in the whole <laughs> yet, so we're good. We're good. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's go. Let's jump into the archives. Yeah, I'm done. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, um, it's really crowded in 10-4 today. Val, do you mind if we join you, Pert and uh, McCall and I? Oh, hell yeah. Hey, um, hey man, it's nice to meet you. I, I've, I've seen you across the way many a time, but never actually introduced myself. I'm Pert. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm McCall. I don't know if I've actually ever met an Orion in Starfleet before. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the way you're saying that, but <laughs> well, good oh. to meet you. Yeah, McCall Ooh. is, uh, he's hes Bajoran, and, and he often gets that, too, about Bajorans. So mm-hmm. I believe he is trying to empathize. Right, McCall? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, don't, you're being so, you've been so weird Yeah, dude, lately. what is the deal? You have been so weird. Well... There's this new girl on the ship. I don't know if you guys have met her. Um, uh, uh, oh yeah. I mean, there's lots of girls. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm, I'm 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 checking out a lot of girls all the time over here in, in good old ten forwardy. Very classic Orion move. Mm. There are a lot of ladies. Oh yeah, that typical typical Orions with all these ladies. Uh yeah, I mean, make like as many judgments as you want, but like, I I I met a very special somebody today. 
Oh, really? I'm in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, good for you. Uh, is it somebody that we know? Speaking, of, sorry, McCall, but I'm more interested in what. Um, I I think her name is uh, Lowell. Uh, Lowell. You know, she. Uh, you know, I I don't want to say it's love at first sight, but we uh, we we looked at one another, and she just walked right over, grabbed my cheeks, and planted a big fat one right right on my kisser. Right on your kisser. Yeah, baby. Are you yeah. kidding me? Your boy Val's in love. Yeah, and we're we're basically dating now. You don't mean lol, do you? Wait, Commander Data's I mean, kid? You, yeah, I mean if you want to pronounce it that way. Yeah, she's got that like little bob, little bob haircut. She's Walks got, around like, like she's wait. she's like a, an actor. Yeah, like figure. like she, like like her arms are like hanging salamis. Yeah, I love that. Hold on, you're telling me she kissed you? You damn right. Yeah. I, I I don't. I hate to break it to you, but I've seen her kiss like five other people. What? what? No, 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 no. Are you, t- you talking about the same girl? Yeah, the robot. Robot? I mean, <laughs> I, I think I, I think that's a little judgmental. You know, I, she hasn't got the most stellar personality, but I, mean, I would call android. her a robot. She's an android. Yeah, McCall. she's not. She's not a yeah. robot. She's, she's um, an android. Last, last time I checked, there's only one android out here, and his name is Dater. Okay, well, again, it's. <laughs> This might be an Orion data, accent but you thing, know but it's, it's data. Um, that Orion yeah, accent is kind of like it is yeah. a thick Orion. Kind of like data, though. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, uh, no, I'm sorry, da- data. You I, know what, Val? You just no. do you. I think is, is what you should just do. I I ordered a drink from her earlier, and she just threw it at me. I I don't understand what the appeal uh, that's is. My, this, that, that's this my Android girl. She's girl spicy. Is. She's spicy. You never McCall. know. You never know what she's gonna do yet, do next. She just, you know, she, you know, we were having such a great conversation. She like looked at me and she just goes green, points at me. And it's right. like, right. yeah, she could tell I'm special. That that sounds well, right? She, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from you, Val. Um, this is, uh, I'm happy for you, and I'm happy you formed a connection. But she Thanks, she has man. been like that with a lot of the crew. Um, and, not, and that's fine, by the way. That's totally cool as long as everybody's consenting. To yeah, it. I mean, she's a free agent. You know, you know, she's exploring her options. But you know, she's you know, she's she's uh, she's Val Ride or Die. I, I could feel it in my bones. Uh, you know, when we when we shared that special kiss, you know, I could feel I could feel the spark between us. You know, right on my lips, little buzz. Yeah, that's probably because she's ionized. She's they haven't worked out all the kinks, you know. She's, she's you're not. saying ionized. She's electric. What? Yeah, she, she, well, we. <laughs> I mean, I made that pretty clear, but you're, you're saying ionized. What is what does that word mean? How, how did you get into Starfleet? I, I mean, no offense, as an Orion. <laughs> Maybe there's special programs that let you in. I don't know. As oh a, yeah, yeah. I can say I can actually attest as a non-federation citizen. They just l- basically let us in. It's a it's like a DEI thing. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, my my people know 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 some Starfleet people, but that that's neither here nor there. But point is, your boy Val's in love. Well, that's wait. Hold on. I was leaving that. Guys, that's that's I, great to hear, Val. Um, thanks, McCall. Well, you're going to say something about the new girl on a ship as well. Me? Yeah. I thought Pert had something to say. I don't have anything to say about that. I did. I did. I'm just a little confused because uh, this woman, I've tried to kiss her multiple times. And because I saw that she was going around just smooching, just smooching on everyone. 
and I thought, hey, you know, Pert should get in on the smooch in action. Right. Uh, but she didn't. She didn't want to smooch me. She didn't. No, it sounds to. like a. It sounds like a you problem, buddy. But I don't understand if she wanted to smooch literally everyone else, including a few animals on the ship. She was kissing you know, a few dogs, a couple cats. Hey, look, she's very selective. You know, she did she smooch like fifteen other people? Yes, but you know, that she, she's she only goes for the really really special ones that she feels like she could spend the rest of her life with potentially, like you know me. You guys know she died, right? <laughs> what Who was did? that? Who died? Lau. Like forty-five minutes ago. Lowell. All right. Um, you're oh. saying uh, you're saying died like uh, like she 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 left like she she left with that no, admiral, like admiral her, like her time her time on the ship has ended. Like, no, like her. I was in the lab. Her positronic brain just went. Geez. She's well, like. You don't have to call it a positronic. You can just call it a brain. Okay, her regular brain. brain. Her regular brain went. Geez. Oh man, I love that brain though. It was like a really sad speech. I mean, wait, like you serious? Yeah, she shut down. I got. I. I call that was no, not that a can't nice be. way to share that information. I. Vel is clearly in love with her. She's only been oh around God, for like you know, three days. Uh, she, you know, I, I tell you, she made a promise to me. I didn't mention this before. Is this but, you before know, she, or after she electrocuted you through her lips? Hey, no, call, call it what call it what you will, but it meant something to me. I, <laughs> you know, she called me green. I nodded back at her and I said, I think you she know just what, baby? shouted you your know color baby? at you. Yeah, I, I said, you know, I'm green, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready to spend the rest of my life with you, girl. And she looked at me and she just said, male. And I said, that's right. That's right. Damn. You know, that's crazy. I did the same thing, and she just said, "Go away." Wow. Is that no, why you're calling in from the Jackers oh tube right now, Pert? Is that are you? You're hiding in a. I can yeah, see such in a way with here. words, guys. Sorry, what? No, I was going to say, like, I, I mean, I, I know you said you need to do this one remote, this hangout remote. Yeah. So I've got yeah. you on the pad here. But are you in a Jeffrey's mm-hmm. tube? Just... Uh, yeah, I'm in a tube right now. I oh, man. I'm trying to repair some stuff, and I got stuck. And unfortunately, the, the, the rescue teams uh, are busy rescuing other people in the Jeffrey's tubes. Oh, you know God. how how dangerous these tubes are. They get, you know, I, man, I got, I got to first base with her in that Jeffrey's tube. Oh, do, oh man. Oh. Pert, Pert, do you want me to come get you out of the Jeffrey's tube? Uh, yeah, but from what I've been told, the only authorized uh, uh, sur- survival groups uh, search and rescue groups can come get oh, us. Uh, freaking out. That's uh, okay. really freaking out. Well, I... McCall, say something comforting about Law. Like, say something about oh, the prophets. Oh, my baby girl! She... So, I'm sure that if the prophets cared about androids, they would have taken her into the Celestial Temple to be with them. Wait, why, why is there the if there? Because yeah. the prophets don't really care about androids. But if they did, she would be with them. Wow. Oh, man. I tell you, she was a... That's peace be upon you. Man, she was she was not a, just an android. She was a woman android, if you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying. You even say woman weird. Sorry, sorry. Woman. 
One man. I'm glad I decided. Is there something to be up with the Universal animals. Translator? I, I just man, don't understand. There's man and there's one man. I guess honestly, logically, that does oh, actually lol. make sense. Um, by the way, Val, do you play Calto? Because I had just started playing with Lol. She was the only person who wanted to play with me, and I'm, obviously, she's dead now. So, if if if, if maybe oh. that would bring, oh, you're just. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm actually on the search and rescue team, Pert, so I will be there momentarily. Ugh, thank God. My, can we, ugh, my can foot we, uh, is stuck in a panel. You know, I'd give anything to be yeah. back in that Jeffrey's tube with her. Oh, okay. If you want to go with him, you right. can. I'm going to finish up this Endorian Ale. Um, I I got to be on shift in a couple give minutes. Give me that. If you want some, you can have some too. Okay, or just drink the whole thing. That's you can just. Drink oh. that's fine. Yeah. Plus, McCall, you're you're you can't you can't handle another citation. There's too many times that you Listen, showed up on shift. With it. I was in I was in that that lab, and they didn't even notice I was there. They they'd be fine. They were fine. Low low pack. I'm hanging up. I can't deal with this guy talking about his lady anymore. I I, I gotta go. I got uh, more I understand. important stuff I understand. to do. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Can you come hurry up and get me? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get you. Yeah, you just stay on the line. Guyden right, won't thanks. throw her the drink at me. I can just she'll just hand it to me at least. All right, I'm gonna go get some more drinks. Wait, yeah. so, so, so androids are like robots? You're saying? Yeah. Yes. They're ro- Wow. Okay. You know, now that I think about it, that explains a lot. What did you graduate with? Uh, you know, I'm, I'll talk to y'all later. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, Go talk to Guinan about some stuff. I got to work through this. It's just nuts. Like, I, I don't, no offense, but like, uh, no, you should know a little bit more. I'm so glad that we're best friends now, guys. Oh, Jesus. I'll catch up with you all later. Okay. Bye, Val. And you know what? Call those who are, you know, tell the people close to you that you love them. Because you never know when, they're, when their positronic brain's going to get fried. Okay. Well, he knows positronic now. That's good. Bye, bye, Val. Bye. Live long and prosper and all that. Okay. Yeah, bye. Um, I am going to, before, because it's on the way, I'm going to do a little workout, maybe a couple hours, uh, and I will get Pert out. But I will see you around. Sorry, a couple hours? Oh, you're still, I thought I had you on mute. Yeah, um, Yeah, you no. told me to keep stay on the line. I just turn the communicator off. He'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just turn it off. Guys, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 That was fun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love the idea of there's just an idiot Orion on the NFL. <laughs> we have to have you back he, on now, Gary. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just a himbo. I would love to it's be back a on. Himbo, that's totally what Orion males are like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, total himbo. Like the one from Lower Decks. It made me think of the one from Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, he was just a liar. Yeah, the one who just pretended to be a pirate his whole life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. That was great. So um, I'm glad that we got Dylan back. I'm looking at this tweet that you sent me, Gary, sent in the chat of this oh, person yeah, who is explain. Neelix on Spotify. Yeah, I was I, I was looking at the Google search I did for Neelix to get my background. Yeah. And, and I just saw Neelix on Spotify and it's got this like Skrillex looking motherfucker. Yeah. Just, <laughs> this, so and that's, with, with no expression on his face. He's like the anti-Neelix. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Neelix on Spotify.
I wonder, the thing is, I'm actually kind of seeing Neelix in his face. I'm seeing Ethan Phillips in there somehow. He, yeah, he does kind of, like, I feel like their nose is kind of similar. Yeah, just uh, like sort yeah. of a broad nose. I got to check out Neelix on Spotify. Yeah, what's their, what are their playlists like? Let's see. Okay, <clears throat> so Holodeck, while you're looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we rank the episodes on five categories, six categories. I'm, I'm wrong about that. Well, I'm wrong about everything. Uh, dialogue. Romance slash love mm. is slash what romance. Mark slash and I argue for. Uh, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. So most likely this episode will not score very highly. Oh, man. I haven't uh, even... Yeah, we, we are open to discourse. We're open to arguing for higher scores or lower scores. Okay. Also, rate it whatever you want. Ratings yeah. are absolutely subjective, and you can you don't have to... Like the episode as a whole or like the no, no, individual no. points? Just, just the holodeck and it's you can rate what if you want to give it all fives, give it all fives. Um but I've already lost track of every single um we'll, thing we'll I'm th- rating. Okay. We'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go over it. I'll, all right, I'll yeah. guide us through it. And it's a, right, a one to five, five being the best, one being mm-hmm. the lowest. Got I'm just it. checking, I haven't zero heard for a while. Dylan, you're still there, right? Z- zero yeah, being the lowest. I, I, cool. I'm just I'm He's just uh, sitting over a candle, warming my yeah. hands because uh, I don't have any power. I also, feel uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, side, side note, Dylan. If, if you want to hang out, I still have power, even though I'm in the same neighborhood. So <laughs> if you want to hang out later, just let me know. Um, Thank you. Much yeah, appreciated. Since you're probably going to run out of heat, you know, in an hour or so. So we'll start with dialogue. <laughs> Um, okay. it's zero being the lowest five being the highest and we do a 0.5 scale. So you can That's rate true. it a point zero, five. zero is the in the, in the hollow deck in the hollow specifically. Deck. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't even remember what, what they, t- I, I think it's basically just like, they're going through different people and being like, That's nice. That's okay. Well, Beverly's there and mm. I do like her line of Deanna there's this there. very like I think average yeah, looking dude and she's like very attractive. Yeah. No problem. She <laughs> has a very funny way. Deanna has a like um she has a very funny way of delivering dialogue. Like Yes. It's so Marina silly. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. Um she she's there's like a she she has a comment for every one of them. That's the one that stuck out to me. But she's like very attractive. She's just like, you want to bone this version of law? Yeah. Like, then there's the the Andorian one, uh, and and they're both of, like, uh, let's see what else is in the collection. Law. <laughs> one of Enterprise's best contributions to the history of Star Trek is the revamp of Andorians. Yeah. Seeing what. <laughs> Andorians looked like in Next Generation. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I love oh, it. It's green for one thing, right? It's the, the wrong color. The uh, antenna are eight, nine inches long. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing with this? It well, looks like it yeah. looks like something so specific that I can't quite put my finger on. <laughs> like it's like a bug. Well, well if you look yeah. like in the original series. They were more like what they look like on Enterprise. It's just this weird. I feel like they didn't have a reference picture or something for for this episode. Or she just went nuts in the character creator and she started with an Andorian and she's like, "I want long <laughs> antenna and I want right. to be green." 
<laughs> <laughs> I'm just googling Andorians now, and it's like, how did they, how did they get there from this? <laughs> so look at Shran, look at Shran, and and look at this Andorian, and you're like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> what did they do? Yeah, oh Shran my god, it's so funny. Amazing. Shran is played by Jeffrey Combs, by the way, Gary. Of course he is. Of course he is. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who isn't? Yeah, exactly. I've hey, he looks the good. Of Enterprise, yeah. Looks very good. Um, okay, so I'm going to give dialogue like a one and a half. It's just not really nothing sticking out to me. A friend for Worf. Um, a friend for Worf. <laughs> that's true. A friend I, that's, for Worf. That's why I said 2.5 because she, of she, a friend for Worf. She like sighs with relief like finally he can have he could have a friend and I don't have yeah. to talk to him. <laughs> I give it a 2.5 too. I'd say 2.5. 2.5 for Gary. Yeah. Dylan? Um, I'm, I'm calling in a one. I'm calling Ooh. in a one. One from Dylan. One. Okay. <clears throat> Romance or love in general. I don't think there's really much there besides Beverly's very charged line of. Deanna. of did I say Beverly? <laughs> Deanna's very. There's yeah. fatherly love. Just, mm. There is fatherly love. Yeah. Data can't so, emote or feel. Mm. But he's, he's being true. very loving and like being super open to whatever Law wants. That's true. That's nice. I, I know you shat on the, the human man, but I thought he was hot. So you, you think he was hot? Okay. Yeah. I, I also would, I would do him. I mean, <laughs> I thought he was like pretty uh, all right. Like he, he he wasn't like I wouldn't say like very attractive. I was just like that's a that's a guy. Like he's a pretty all right looking guy. I wouldn't turn down a dance at the club. I'll say that. Well, I guess I guess you have to look at the context of like what is the main staff of of enterprise do you like and it's like okay yeah so there's jordy who is not bad looking but he clearly has personality issues <laughs> he's not a relationship I think you mean no he's not disorders <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh data who is a, obviously a, a robot who is incapable of providing warmth in a way that a lot of people would want romance he, he can provide who, in other ways baby yeah he sure can he's fully functional yeah uh, picard who is like past that phase of his life when he goes to vacations to risa he likes to read books so <laughs> i get what deanna's saying and Riker, who's just like a health hazard right so. health hazard <laughs> walking std <laughs> and Worf, who has two dicks god bless him <laughs> yeah Wait, so, yeah, Deanna's two probably two, two two dicks. Klingons have two penises. What? How am I just learning about this now? That's canon. That's canon. Is it? Implied by I think Dax. Right, has going it, going to point? going to Google Klingon <laughs> two. Look penises. this up after. I not look at this. Because <laughs> oh, it's never said. Nobody says. You know, Klingons got two dicks, right? But it is. Well, I need I need somebody to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess like Discovery made a canon. Oh, did it make uh, or, a canon? Well, I, I mean, think, the, I the Klingons Dis in that show also look like fucking I think like Dis dragon people. Yeah, Discovery was, made yeah. a canon because they showed like an X-ray or something. But it was always uh, it, Roddenberry. Goddenberry always said it always had it. I think Roddenberry is actually very appropriate when we're talking about dicks. Roddenberry, it's Roddenberry's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so romance. Oh, Christ. I'm giving it a 0.5 for the supportive dad. Yeah, I'm 0.5 supportive dad. I said a one. 
one for the for, Mark. Hot, for the hot guy. For the hot yeah, guy. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a one for the guy. What one for the dude? Okay. Um, action. Zero. No. I mean, she does go up in that little platform, huh? The platform. <laughs> That's about it. The platform was not on the holodeck. That was in Data's lab. That's right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I'd say, I guess that's zero because it's like quite literally. I mean, I mean, there were special effects that were kind of neat, but like not action. Not for me. Yeah. Not not action. You're right. Goose egg. Zero. That's a zero. Goose egg. Suspense. There's a mild suspense as to which, you can't say that there isn't suspense. Which one are they going to pick? Yeah. Which one's she going to pick? I give it a a two. Yeah. But I, I would have given it higher, but it's like, give us like 10 options. We went yeah. through like guy, girl, antenna, alien, like B-52, B-52 ass looking. Yeah. And Klingon. Yeah. And, like, and give us some more. The Klingon wasn't just like, it wasn't a Klingon child. It was like fully Klingon warrior. It was yeah. like in the armor <laughs> Klingon warrior. She Man, should've... give us that episode. <laughs> she should have gone yeah, through they, a few... That iterations sorry go ahead Dylan. Klingon would have been bounced off the ship in like five <laughs> minutes <laughs> i don't know though think about like a Klingon walking around being like green <laughs> and somebody would just be like <laughs> data, throw, data throws the ball to the Klingon, and the Klingon like puts a hand up to catch the ball and like misses it <laughs> Uh, we didn't talk about that, but that is such a yeah, great sequence. We, we also didn't talk so about her funny. drinking problem. Yeah, She, she just like spittles all over herself. <laughs> so good. Hallie Todd does such a great job. I, so said a, I said a three for suspense. Three for suspense from Mark. I'll give it a three. Fuck it. Three, why not? Three from Gary. Two Dylan? from Dylan. Two, you said? Yeah. Uh, I'll also give it a three. Cool. Camp. Well, it is pretty fucking campy. Yeah. It's like, that's a five, baby. Like, yeah. I I would also say a five. It was very campy. A friend for Wolf. The makeup, the makeup on the Orion was so campy. Yeah. 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 It was like some, like, uh, what was that? Um, it's the same. It's shit. What was it? It's that Broadway show that I think came before cats. That it's but it's like sci-fi. It's like really? Star, hold on, Star. I think it's Starlight Express or something. Yeah, Starlight Express. I got it. Where like, up. oh, I mean, it's a little different, but it's like a very sci-fi Andrew Lloyd Webber. Sounds like thing. is that the one where they're all on the roller skates? Yes, they're all on roller skates. skates. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, is that Xanadu? Or you think it was Xanadu? No, this is Starlight. No, Express. no, it's Starlight Express. Oh. Yeah, it's it's like before Cats. Or maybe it was after Cats. I don't fucking know. But it's it's very sci-fi, weird, on roller skates, campy. Like, I don't know. So you get, totally. Just give me that vibe. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, especially, <laughs> like, the hair. It's just, like, this mm-hmm. very, like, three or four very distinctive pieces forming a, a sort of costume. Yeah, or, like, Wait. something Noel Fielding would wear on the Mighty Boosh. What is something that? Like I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? <laughs> the, the, the like... A UK uh, comedy show. Gotcha. Yeah, you wow. gotta watch it. It's great. You're expanding. Yeah, it's so a lot much, of fun, <laughs> Gary. Uh, yeah, it's I, a lot I of fun. Have a question: Are there two Broadway musicals where people are on roller skates? Xanadu is almost exclusively on roller skates. Oh, really? Shit, I didn't know that. I, I understand why you I thought I meant Xanadu. So, 
I what I'm learning is that there's a genre of musical <laughs> that is let's put them all on roller skates. Yes, for some reason. <laughs> Wild. Five. five yeah, five. Big, big old five. Quinteros. We Quinteros. call that Quinteros. Quinteros, baby. Uh, which Quinteros. is a, after the, the uh, Commodore Quinteros from uh, the one zero one one zero one zero zero one episode. Um, okay, stakes. <laughs> it, this is so funny if you consider the stakes. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? <laughs> there's stakes. There's personal stakes, obviously, for LOL. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, choosing your identity is yeah. I think fucking the stakes huge. are massive. The stakes are through the roof. As, yeah, I guess so. Huh? As a queer person, as a queer person, when it comes to your identity, stakes are through the roof. I said a five. Absolutely, one hundred percent a five. Stakes I think that's, five. That's probably yes. I think that you're right. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Mark, I thought you were going to say something about it be the, her being just like an android. Like she could just take over the world at any point. <laughs> that's what I thought. No, no, no. Personal stakes. Personal yes. stakes. I agree with you. 100%. Sure, five for me too. Then. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. There, these are huge stakes. There's probably nothing more stakesy than this. There is mm-hmm. a, in Discovery, I think, a spiritual reference to this scene where. Um, and spoilers for Discovery, Gary. So if you that's want, fine. Okay. Um, okay. Are you talking about Gray? Gray is basically choosing. They're looking over his body. He's about his consciousness is about to be transferred into it, right. and he has the option of like modifying his body in like whatever get, ways he wants. Getting rid of uh, quote unquote imperfections on his in, new mm. body. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it's just it's just an interesting echo. Like you know, he decides to mostly keep everything the same, including like some moles and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like a part of who he is. Whereas, uh, so yeah, just these types of scenes are we probably take them for granted generally. But yeah, I think you're right. This the stakes are absolutely massive when you're yep. dealing with something like you actually have to live in all the time and and what that means and and how you're perceived. So. I also, had she of. chosen the Klingon warrior, she could have taken over the whole empire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she probably yeah, with, her android, with her android skills, she could have taken over the entire Insta- empire. Yeah, instead so of kisses, stakes, she would have been like biting people's lips off. Throwing oh batleth yeah. bat swings and stuff. <laughs> she's, she's biting, biting him. That, excitedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she's but biting him. Yeah, the the stakes just, for me were massive. Yeah. yeah, just imagining her on like starting off as a whatever, like a junior or whatever on a bird of prey, and people are constantly challenging her to fight. She's constantly <laughs> winning. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. slowly makes her way up the way ranks, up the, the chain of command, until she's she's <laughs> chancellor of the empire. And she would also like, be funny. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, go, 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 Gary. I was gonna say it would also just be funny to hear see like a Klingon having like an android's voice. Like not using contractions, like <laughs> or guttural screams and yeah. stuff. Uh, for the glory of the empire, for yeah. the glory of the empire. This is a very neutral. exactly for the glory of the empire. Walking around, again I think with you the are a talk. Yeah. yeah, this guy is too cold. I have a question about the contractions. Do we already yes. talk about this? We haven't. No. And he can literally do like anything in the universe, but he can't say can't. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. Can't handle it. 
That's how it works, baby. Do we think that's a... Do we think Goddenberry did that because of the Vulcans? It was like a callback to the to the Vulcans? Because the Vulcans don't use contractions either, do they? Could have been. They do. Yeah. They do. The Vulcans do? Oh, okay. Just I not thought- regularly, but they, they do it when it's every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think it is a way to other data a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he's too logical for his own good, right? Is kind of the 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 call there. It's like when the iPhone first came out and they were like, Oh, that's cool that it could do that, but couldn't make a phone call. (laughs) Same shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, like we're finding out now that, you know, in some ways data is less um you know, less complex than chat GPT in, in terms of it just, you know, chat, chat GPT, <laughs> yeah. but also chat GPT doesn't have true intelligence. It's just copy and pasting, right. copying and pasting things, which is mm-hmm. just the internet personified. It's much. surprising. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would be pretty easy for data to just create a subroutine where when you say things that can be contracted, just replace it with a contraction, you know, like, so it mm-hmm. doesn't, so it cannot just like, I don't know, but it's just, it's just a dumb Star Trek logic. Hard, hard to make it make sense. Yep. That's okay, though. Leads to a nice moment in the episode, though. She is exceeding him. Computer, what's the final score for this episode? Calculating. 2.56. So. Right down the middle. Whoa. It's actually much higher than I thought it was going to be. And that's because yeah. the stakes in the camp were so high. Yep. Damn. But yeah, I think uh, I, I probably underrated what the stakes would be rated, but I think you're totally right about that. <laughs> right on point. Well, thank you so much, Gary, for joining us on. Thank you for podcast. having me. Um, had a great time. We went over. We had. I had a great time. I can't yeah, speak for. I had a great time. Um, would love to have you on again in the future if you're open to that. Please, yes. Let us know about. Um, Especially the ha- the 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 ha- was it ham Hamtaro podcast Hamtaro po- is ham radio <laughs> yeah. is what you call it yes yes ham radio ham radio that's be- be- beautiful um, yeah, anything yeah. else you want to pitch maybe your Twitter Socials. handle or uh yeah you could follow me on um, Twitter at Sukarimi it's S U K U R M oh no I'm spelling it wrong shit it's S U K U R I M I it's a nice. uh, it's just yeah, and um, foreign fishes on Instagram. Um, so yeah, check out Live Free Twy Hard and um, Ham Radio, and those are both on Indiesaurus. Um, I also um, uh, occasionally play bass in um, the band uh, Mega Wave Infinity from Long Island. Um, yeah, they're um, you can find them. It's uh, Mega Wave Infinity Um I don't play on the album, but like they're my friends, and I've played bass for them and. They, I, I'm all about spreading the word about their music because the album's super good that they put out. Um, check that out. Uh, yeah, I'm now following that's, him on Twitter. That's really Hell great. Yeah. Our our Star Trek band doesn't have a bassist yet, so oh shit. <laughs> we, we, I I've actually I've literally thought about starting a Star Trek band, like a surf rock Star Trek band that just does surf rock renditions of the theme songs. I really want to do that. <laughs> you would, I'm, you would do so well. Uh, uh, people would absolutely go for that because um, <laughs> there's there's so much Star Trek, Star Trek fandom out there. Oh hell yeah, yeah! Well, awesome. Uh, I, again, thank you, Gary, for for joining us. We're not sure thank what we're going to do next week um, because we might do a March Madness thing tournament. 
Um, Should we do so a bracket? We doing a bracket? I think we're going to create a bracket of the top holodeck episodes and we're going to pit them against each other because, yeah. Uh, I love it. Something to do. Take Plus me out to the holosuite. Yeah, number one. <laughs> Gosh, this is your way, Dylan, of getting it back on top. Man, it is, good. It is super good. Currently, our number one episode is The Big Goodbye. Mm. Recent change. Uh, yep. Gary, by the way, how, do you, how many holodeck episodes do you think we've rated? We've been doing this for three years. Oh my god, it's it's got to be a lot, right? Uh, it's a shocking uh, amount. How many how many holiday episodes do you think there are? That's also a oh god, I, I don't know if I'm out of every series, right? Because oh when god. they started this, they were like, oh, you know, there's probably like a hundred episodes. Oh my like, god, no, there's probably like there's probably like sixty holiday episodes. <laughs> you know, we'll get through the pandemic. So is there something know? like like two two hundred fifty or something like that around there? Maybe more. So we're in the 130s now with no end in sight. Holy shit. There's literally like so many more. Oh my Plus, God. Like, Voyager has it like every other episode. It's true. Like, yeah. A lot. Of, we do what are called Voyager months where all we do is raid Voyager episodes to just power oh, so them. <laughs> Such it's a, a good idea. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, whoever's listening, uh, we do have a coffee link in our description. Uh, if you could throw us like a fiver or something like that, if you're able to, that's super helpful because it allows us to uh, do these zooms and and uh, basically keep this <laughs> keep the podcast going because uh, we are a fan podcast. Uh, also, subscribe and review us too. That's super helpful. If, if you can share with your friends, we belong to an amazing network uh, called Indiesaurus. Uh, check out some of their other pods. Um, yes. uh, Including the ones that Gary is on, uh, when they're rebooted. Um, we are also, we also have a great discord that you can join. Lots of great talk right now. Um, the Picard discussion is hot. So come join the discord and, uh, talk about Picard. Computer voice was provided by Verona blue. And the intro and outro music was provided by Bodyline with the help of the Midwest Collective. Dylan, you got you got the CVS. Fuck CVS, I'll access and Paramount <laughs> Plus and Paramount Global. Leave us alone. We're just a fan podcast. We're not trying to steal any of your shit. Uh, but please, just get it together, man. Get the streaming service <laughs> fixed. Jesus. Nightmare app. Nightmare app. That app. All right, folks. Uh, And program. And program. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 